Hi, I'm Max Moynian of Future Earth. And I'm Henry Lin, and welcome to Better World. Better World is an exploration of badass people doing really cool things. The more we know about this world, the better we can do in changing it. I'm very excited and thankful for our senators and House members to come and agree on an Inflation Reduction Act. While it may not be everything that we all wanted, it is a one of the biggest initiatives that Congress has taken to address climate change. What is exciting about this, that it is a holistic approach to tackling climate change. It's not a solar-centric bill. As a homeowner, you are no longer just thinking about solar. You are thinking about how do I live more sustainably, more comfortably, and reduce my energy cost. So today we are learning about Energy Sage, and Energy Sage empowers people to make smarter energy decisions through simplicity, transparency, and choice. Well, how do they do that, you might be asking. Every day, millions of Americans shop for renewable energy solutions, such as solar power, and thousands of companies look for well-qualified customers. But the process can be confusing, expensive, and intimidating. Energy Sage is the go-to marketplace for making confident energy decisions and gaining control over the buying process. Their one-of-a-kind marketplace was developed with funding from the U.S. Department of Energy's SunShot program to make solar and other renewable energy options affordable and accessible to all Americans. That's really cool. And we're really excited to speak with the founder and CEO, Vikram Agarwal. Welcome to the podcast, Vikram. Thank you, Max. Thank you, thank you, Henry, for having me on the podcast today. We are so glad to have you. Max has a lot of feelings about wanting to switch from fossil fuels yesterday. <laughs> and also just making it easier for people because people, you know, they just want things to be simple and seamless. And I think the like the the turnover rate, the conversion rate to renewable energy no matter where you are on the science or political spectrum would be so much higher if we just tapped into like convenience culture a little bit. Like we need the Instacart and Uber for renewable energy and maybe Energy Sage is trying to do that. So let's find out. Vikram, can you just tell us a little bit more about why you started Energy Sage and what the kind of like the gap was that you identified? Sure. Sure. Happy to. So. As, as consumers, as all of us are consumers, right? And we we love to buy stuff. Uh, we like love to buy a lot of things, whether it's we're buying electronics or travel or anything else. And we are we are now spoiled, right? We have platforms deeply like spoiled. Amazon. We are deeply spoiled. <laughs> we have platforms like Amazon or Expedia or Car Gurus or you name it, like depending on what, what product you're looking to buy, you have places that you can go and very easily and quickly get educated, uh, get information about the different product options that are available, their quality, their price. You can compare different options and make your decision when you are ready without the need to talk to anybody or getting a hard sales pitch. None of us likes that. Solar industry and broader renewable energy industry had been missing that kind of a platform, right? As an average consumer, or a, let's say if you're a homeowner and you were interested in shopping for solar, it's a very difficult 
mind-numbing, confusing, intimidating process. If you want to find out what are the solar options for you, there is no easy way. Without Energy Sage, you have to go and maybe Google a few names, find which who are the right contractors, figure out uh, why, what makes them the right contractors, what size system you should get, what quality or brand of solar panels or inverters, or even now in increasingly what kind of batteries you should get, what price you should pay, and why should you, why should you make all those decisions. Most people who are thinking about solar are doing it for the first time, and they have a ton of questions. And unfortunately, there was nothing that was out there that was helping them get educated. There were plenty of, plenty of companies offering a sales pitch that, hey, buy from me, buy my product that I'm trying to sell you and forget about everybody else. That is not how we as consumers like to like to buy anything. Even if it's a $50 pair of shoes or shirt, we like to understand our options. So that is what Energy Sage, uh, the reason why Energy Sage was created was number one, let's help answer consumers' questions at their leisure. Let's give them all the information that they need to make a pretty expensive purchase. Solar is not cheap. Uh, it can be 10, 15, 20,000 plus dollars. So let's make sure that you have the right kind of information, something akin to a consumer reports or a wire cutter or similar kind of resource that you can use to get your questions answered. And next, we wanted to give consumers a very easy platform, just like a Kayak or Expedia, to comparison shop to see what their options are evaluate those options in a truly apples to apples format and give them a, a group of advisors that they can tap into to help answer their uh, answer any questions so in addition to uh, creating a lot of information materials and data for consumers we also then created this this marketplace that makes it very very easy for consumers to comparison shop and make decisions in an informed and confident fashion and then tell us a little bit how you got funded by the Department of Energy. That's cool. Yeah, so uh, I initially started Energy Sage. The idea came to me around 2009. Started Energy Sage as a more of an information blog, if you would, starting to educate people about different different uh, energy products and solutions, including, of course, solar. Solar. When we say solar, it is solar photovoltaics. But back then, I was focused on not just solar photovoltaics, but also solar thermal, geothermal, small wind, uh, combined heat and power systems, you name it, right? So back then, we, we basically, our first iteration was, let's educate consumers about all of these energy options. How do they work? What do they cost? What kind of savings you can achieve? Is your home suitable for these technologies or not? So really helping the consumer get get the understanding. And then initially, we were a lead gen model. We had a directory of contractors that consumers could connect with on their own. So I started uh, with, with, my, with my background in private equity and making growth investments. I, I, I realized I needed capital. Uh, but if you go back and think about 2009, we were in the midst of the Great Recession. Uh, not a good time to start companies. Uh, not a good time, especially in solar uh, and renewable energy. Most, most investors had no idea what the hell we were talking about. Uh, the big investors, the big VCs were burned pretty heavily by investing in solar hardware technologies. Uh, Soliander comes, Soliandra, uh, maybe a bad word to say, but it left a bad taste in a lot of investors' minds. So the big investors had backed away and the angel or the v, uh, angel investors and other early stage investors did not really understand 
solar. So very, very difficult time trying to raise capital. So we we started with our first generation uh, website, just like what it happens with a lot of startups. We realized we were solving the wrong problem. Uh, the customers, people who were using Energy Sage kept coming back to us and said, hey, I'm getting these quotes. And as you recommended, as Energy Sage recommended, that they were talking to three, four, five different contractors and getting three, four, five quotes. But now they were stumped. They couldn't make head or tails of these different options. They couldn't make a decision. They were stuck. They were paralyzed. It still wasn't easy enough. It wasn't easy for them, right? So every contractor was giving them a sales pitch, giving them numbers that they had no way of making heads or tails. So they would actually email me or, or, or scan their paper quotes and send it to me and say, hey, Vikram, help me figure out what, what we need to do here. So just like uh, typical startups, you're like, okay, that's get it. Let me create a report. So I would take the take the different quotes and started creating a standardized report for my customers, whether they got three quotes or four quotes or five quotes, including a recommendation, why you should pick one versus the other, and trying to understand what the consumer's objectives were. Right. So I started doing that. And without fail, my customers started saying, hey, this is great. This is really valuable. Why don't you build this? Why don't you help us compare the different options in a truly standardized apples to apples format? So that was the pivot that we started moving towards. But then we needed even more capital uh, to build this reverse auction style marketplace. So we were pitching to a lot of lot of different um, investors and and kind of striking out uh, uh, still very early stages. So Department of Energy, in 2010, Department of Energy owns a group called National Renewable Energy Laboratories, or NREL, based out of uh, Colorado. They are one of the preeminent research organizations for renewable energy. And one of their analysts um, had written, uh, Kristen Adani had written a report highlighting what goes into the price that the consumer pays. So let's say the consumer is paying $20,000 for a solar energy system. What is What are the different cost elements? Solar panels cost a few thousand dollars. Inverters cost something. Racking costs something. Labor costs something. So what is that cost structure? And she, based on her research, she identified that solar companies spend almost 25% of the revenue that they earn from the consumer in sales and marketing. And that cost was actually more. What is average for for another company in this space and like another comparable company? I wouldn't even know. Yeah. So let's first stick with the solar industry, right? Yeah. So this 25% was more than the cost of the solar panels, right? Okay. That's not good. (laughs) That's not good, right? So the reason why, so typically when you look at, when you look at companies like Coca-Cola, uh, when you pay a dollar for that can of Coke, you know how much money Coke is spending on advertising every year, right? I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I bet you it's not 25%. It's maybe in the 5, 10, 15% range. Uh, car companies that are spending se- selling the $20,000 car, my, my understanding is their sales and marketing costs might be in the 1000 to $1,500 range. Solar industry was spending five, six, $7,000 per sale. That is crazy. So Department of Energy said, hey, we need to bring this cost down. Uh, that is the, the energy, energy secretary, Stephen Chu, back then, who was a nuclear physicist, made a comment that, hey, we could make solar panels free today 
And still the consumers will have to pay tens of thousands of dollars for solar because guess what? The sales and marketing cost is that high. So they, they started soliciting, Department of Energy started soliciting as part of their Sunshot initiative, ideas to reduce customer acquisition cost. So we went to the Department of Energy and based on our two years of experience in helping consumers explore solar, compare quotes, we've actually showed them that when consumers get choice, when in contractors, uh, one, if we can educate the consumer, so they are more likely to install solar, uh, they have better confidence in solar. And when you have a competitive marketplace, prices come down 20, 30%. And the Department Department of Energy really liked that. And um, we were the only consumer-facing solution, I believe, that they have ever funded to help reduce the customer acquisition. That's very cool. I mean, I was surprised when I read it. I was like, that sounds like not a typical thing for the Department of Energy to do. I want to jump, because I'm just too curious with everything, and I'm too curious, I'm too excited with everything going on in the country right now. How does the Inflation Reduction Act affect your business First, and then second, what are you? where do you see the solar industry going in general? Yeah, so I think I'm very excited and thankful for our senators and House members to, to come and agree on an Inflation Reduction Act. It is, while it may not be everything that we all wanted, it is a, one of the biggest initiatives that Congress has taken to address climate change. What is exciting about this, and for Energy Sage in particular and the industry in general, that it is a holistic approach to tackling climate change. It's not a solar centric uh, bill, right? And Energy Sage is not solar centric either. So let me take one step back and then I'll come back to the Inflation Reduction Act. What we are finding is consumers who are thinking about solar, when they start thinking about solar, they're like, hey, I can produce all this electricity from my roof, right? That is great. What else can I use this energy for? Can I get rid of my uh, heating uh, oil or gas heating system? Can I use this electricity to power? Um, maybe I'll get an electric car and use this electricity for powering my car. Maybe I'll get rid of my gas cooktop and change it to an induction cooktop and, and do that, right? Or, or think about the other way. Consumers are thinking, hey, I'm going to buy an electric car. My electricity consumption is now going to go up. What can I do to now reduce my energy consumption and energy cost? Oh, I should think about either installing solar panels or subscribing to a community solar, right? Or I'm thinking of getting rid of my gas or oil-based heating system, just like I did. It's like, okay, I do not want to burn oil to heat my home. I'm going to buy a heat pump. I installed a heat pump. My electricity cost, of course, went up or consumption went up. It is still much more efficient than using an oil-based heating system. So you're saving money at the end of the day? You're saving money. Exactly. So basically what's starting to happen is as a homeowner, you are no longer just thinking about solar. You are thinking about how do I live more sustainably, more comfortably, and reduce my energy cost, right? So this bill, so that is where Energy Sage is moving, moving towards. Energy Sage now helps consumers buy solar and batteries. We help, we have a marketplace for community solar, which is a very exciting product. If you're not familiar with it, happy to go into more details. Awesome product. We are building a oh, marketplace. Go, for go into community solar. We've talked about it briefly on the pod before, but please. It's a great, it's a great solution. 
right? That you as a homeowner, you don't even have to be a homeowner. You could be a renter. You could be living in a condo. Rather, and you may not have the ability or don't want to install solar panels on your home, you can now buy electricity directly from a local solar farm at a discount. And the discount is guaranteed. It's not a, a promotional offer that you'll get a 10, 15% discount. No, this discount is locked in for as long as you're the subscriber of that solar farm. So you're getting true green energy. You're supporting local jobs. You're supporting growth of solar, right? So it's a it's an awesome product. So what Energy Sage is now doing is we are help we are starting to build more and more solutions because our customers are now interested in not just solar but heat pumps, electric cars, EV charging, smart connected home devices. There are demand response programs, virtual power plant programs. I know I'm throwing in some uh, lingo here, so my apologies. That utilities are now offering homeowners to say, hey, if you want to work together with us as the utility we will actually give you either discounts or cash so that you can help us make the grid more resilient and more uh, strengthen the grid, right? So consumers are very interested. So what the Inflation Reduction Act is now doing is it is addressing this broad spectrum of consumer need. Consumers now can start their journey by replacing their uh, gas cooktop with an induction cooktop. There is a pretty exciting tax credit, almost pays for the induction cooktop if you wanted to do that, right? There is an attractive um, incentive for heat pump installation, attractive uh, incentives for moving to an electric car, other energy efficiency improvements, right? You want to make sure you're living in a nice, comfortable home. You have to have the right insulation, right windows. So what I like is, yes, of course, it does include incentives for solar and batteries. So this act is so comprehensive that it allows a homeowner or a renter or a condo owner to maybe work with their landlord to truly make that transition to a fully electrical household, not a household and their transportation. So it's a very well thought out, comprehensive bill that will make a big difference over the, over the next few years. I'm so excited about it. So I love, I love hearing how different people are looking at it and, and um, different perspectives on why it's super exciting. Yeah, each of these products is driving interest in the adjacent product. Uh, right. I mean, it's like there's no silver bullet solution to any of these problems. So having no, but it's all trickling back up to the grid, which you which you mentioned, and that we're sort of dancing around this idea that consumption only of fossil fuels only happens in the car is kind of like the big miss, where the large majority of fossil fuel consumption um, is actually in the creation of energy converted to electricity that then goes to all of these things. So, you know, in theory, you could have the electric car, the induction oven, the heat pump, but if they're all sucking energy from fossil fuel created energy off of a dirty grid, it, it doesn't help. Um, the resiliency. It does, it does help. It's just, it's a, it's a inch towards the goal because all of these, uh, Henry, sorry to interrupt you, but all of those technologies run more efficiently than gas, um, gas and oil technologies, and then they're not spitting out fumes. Like your electric car, if it's running on fossil fuel, is actually better than a regular car because it's not spitting out fumes more efficiently. So first step is converting everything to electric. And then second step is converting the grid, converting all your appliances to electric. And then second step is converting the grid to renewable. Exactly. And and, uh, Max, you're absolutely right. My only slight tweak to that is we can do these things in parallel. 
It doesn't right. need to be sequenced in that because I think That's, this is what this this IRA does, Inflation Reduction Act does, is it is providing incentives at all levels for utility-scale solar, for large community-scale solar, commercial solar, residential solar, battery adoption, and all, all these. So it's we can we can move in parallel. We just don't have enough time, as we know, this, this year and last few years. But this year in particular, climate change is rearing its head very, very strongly. Yeah, it's been a crazy time. I realize, Henry, that like that like I think that's like a little triggering for me. You didn't say it like the way other people do, but the, when I hear people say, "Oh, electric cars aren't even better for the planet because they're running on fossil fuels anyway," like my eye roll is just so uh, like I can't keep hearing this argument. So I needed to clarify. But I know you didn't think that, but um, you crush it, Max. You crush it. Step <laughs> in there and just crush. I cut you off. No, 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 no. You. This is one of the big keys that we talk about um, that I think we need to keep banging the drum on, that every incremental behavior shift is a positive. Uh, it's just I don't want us to ignore on the other side the fact that we have to um, increasingly give greater pressure, especially to city and state governments, local governments, about shifting our grids. I read a fascinating series of slides, aka an Instagram article, if you will, on a <laughs> um, a little uh, a site called Future Earth. For those of you who feature it as frequently as I do, I'm blushing, Henry. I'm blushing. Uh, it was about the it was the graph you put up, Max, about the projected impact by 2030 of emissions after the Inflation Reduction Act. And it did not get to the 50% goal, or we're projected not to get to the 50% goal quite yet. The delta, uh, as was said in this very informative um, article slash slide, is going to be made up in local and state governments. And the thing that we have to lean on mostly is just stop using fossil fuels for energy. I pulled for the beginning of this episode, you know, when we talk about how much of a problem it is, um, some of the stats and... Uh, 4.12 trillion kilowatt hours of electricity was generated um, through um, uh, fossil fuels. So basically 61% of energy generated in the U.S. comes from fossil fuels. That's insane. That's horrible. That borders on criminal. So Vikram, I'm really excited that you guys make this consumerism piece uh, to it so much easier. I, I would love to hear how you think we make it as individuals, not just by you know purchasing our own solar, not just by community solar. Are there any other things that we can do to make this transition away from fossil fuels in our energy use happen quicker? Absolutely. My, my first point that I would like to make is, please, folks, do not wait for perfect solutions. We just don't have enough time to have perfect solutions. Pure. Max feels seen and heard with that. Yes. And Max, I completely agree with you. Don't, yeah, let's not worry about, is it perfect? Right. Um, we need to take, we need to start taking whatever steps we can, right? Whether it's the small steps, big steps, what can we do ourselves? That's number one, because guess what? We can influence our own behavior better than anybody else. Uh, can we change our light bulbs to LEDs? Can we uh, change our thermostats to smart thermostats that we can control and reduce? Uh, can we uh, maybe increase our settings, uh, maybe less air conditioning? Maybe it doesn't have to be a 
blazing 70 degrees or maybe you can do 72 degrees in the summer and vice versa in the winter. So let's start by changing our behavior smaller, right? If you can, if you can do it, yes, please consider heat pumps. Yes, please consider electric cars, uh, solar, smart connected devices, etc. Whatever, whatever you can do, uh, sign up for whatever programs you can sign up for. Community solar is a low-hanging fruit. I think everybody should be signing up for that. It is that much of a simple it's a it can be a difficult to understand product, but it is very simple, very easy, and very effective. Right? So that's one. Do it yourself. Number two is I think we need, especially young people, we need to be active politically. We just talked about the Inflation Reduction Act. Unfortunately, but I'm glad there was a compromise made to get to this act. We had the Congress had to agree for some more pipelines and other other ways of transporting oil and gas, more drilling. Yes, that was a compromise we had to make. Compromise is the name of the game. But guess what? Let's make sure we are more politically active so we can have the right people elected that are thinking about the future and not trying to protect these old industries, right? Joe mentioned, thank you for putting this together, but man, he's a big supporter for fossil fuels. We got to change that. We really got to change that. So please be politically active. I, I just cannot say enough because it's more important for so many, many, many reasons, not just climate, but personal liberties, et cetera. Number, number three is maybe convince your friends and family, uh, start educating them, talking about these things. Education is the key to unlocking the demand. People only buy things that they feel comfortable about. They have confidence in them, right? So talking about solar, talking about heat pumps, that will increase the awareness among consumers or maybe their um, friends, their neighbors, their aunts and uncles. Like, let's, let's start educating them about, hey, these are the steps we need to take. How bad is it to use a gas cooktop, even though you may enjoy using it? Actually, I love my induction cooktop. I think it's better than gas. You're not burning fire and gas in your home and, and breathing in all that carbon dioxide and all those noxious gases, right? Who likes to do it? You're, you're standing there. You're burning fire in your home. Uh, let's, let's talk about these things. Let's educate people about that these are not only bad, bad for climate, but bad for your health. And, and there is a reason to think about making this. Switching change. to renewable energy is a win, 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 win. Everything about it is a win. It screws the fossil fuel industry. Everything it's better for our lungs. It's better for the planet. It's better for people who have had to do the dirty work of extracting all this crap and get sick and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just like, it's mind blowing how it's such a win. I want to make sure that we are addressing any listeners questions about how they can get off this podcast and go get solar. So let's get back to energy stage for a second. How does this work? Like, am I, I actually went on the, on the website and typed in my zip code while we were on the, on this podcast. And so far it's really simple. I put my zip code in, you showed me a picture of my roof, which was very cool and now there's just some simple questions about my electricity bill. And I'm wondering, like, am I paying you for this service as a consumer? How does that work? Correct. So the great news is it's free to the consumer. Uh, we don't charge uh, charge you for this service. We do charge a small fee to the solar companies that are selling through our platform. 
but that fee is very small. So remember, I, in the beginning, I told you that solar companies are spending 25% of their, of their revenue on marketing and sales. Through us, that cost goes down by 50, 60, 70%. So because they are now saving thousands of dollars in sales and marketing costs, they are able to offer our consumers much lower prices. The prices on Energy Sage tend to be about 20 to 20, 30% lower uh, than if you were to go to the market directly to the same company and get a quote from them directly and then come to Energy Sage and see their prices online. You'll see the price difference. Because guess what? That is what capitalism has done for us, right? That is why we love capitalism. We are making information transparent. We are encouraging higher quality companies to provide higher quality products to our customers at a fair price, not not marked up prices, right? So we are helping make the market, the buying and selling process more efficient. Awesome. So it's totally free to just try it out. Anyone can do it. You guys are available across the country. So I'll tell you the process, the way it works. So we ask you to create an account. Uh, It takes literally two minutes. You tell us where you're located, your address. That gives us a view of your roof so we can figure out how big of a solar system could fit on the roof. We ask you what your energy bill is. That tells us how big of a system do you need. Uh, You can tell us that you are thinking about buying an electric car or think about buying a heat pump in the future, and we can appropriately then help size the system for you. That information then is shared with local contractors that are highly qualified and pre-screened by us. They get this information and they will they provide quotes through the plat through Energy Sage. So you will end up getting quotes from three to six solar companies uh, based on the information that you provided. We standardize all these quotes so that no ins- no company can embellish their uh, information. We truly standardize it and show it to you in a standardized matrix-like format so you can quickly compare your options. We, we should highlight the fact that the savings on this is very, very real, right? Exactly. That there's like a massive financial incentive to do this, right? Yeah. Solar is mostly a pocketbook issue. Number one, it's a pocketbook issue. Of course, that it's environmentally friendly. And- you make a big investment or a reasonable investment up front, but you save a big amount of money long-term. And then at what point do consumers find out if there are any local or state incentives or credits or something that they can take advantage of? Yeah. So the quotes that you're getting, they include all information about incentives. What is the net cost to you? What are the different financing options? And we have, a, we have energy advisors available to answer any of your questions. So we will handhold you, answer any questions, help you evaluate, make make a decision that is right for you. And I don't pay Energy Sage anything. That is really, really cool. Vikram, like, thank you for your service to the planet because this is something that you've been around since, what'd you say, 2010? 10. 10? 10. And I had no idea. And everyone should know about this because this is like such a useful tool. I do want to clarify, we do charge a fee to the contractors, but it is so much smaller than what money they would have otherwise spent. That's standard. I mean, just the fact that there's no service, there's none none of the additional services that you just said um, would actually cost me anything is amazing. Savings across the board. Savings across the board. I mean, you have nothing to lose just to even just try it and get a quote. Maybe I'm going to get your newsletter and I can just unsubscribe later. But other than that, I have to give you my email. 
Yes. But that's all I have to give you is my email. Okay. That's very cool. But, and we don't require a phone. We don't require a phone number. So you're not going to be bombarded by no spam call. <laughs> so no spam. So that's Max one of is the- going to start a solar farm in Quag now. So it's, it's, it's great. I sure will. I sure will. I'm like halfway through this process right now. So I'm excited. I hope everyone listening um, is pumped to go to energysage.com and put their zip code in and get a picture of their roof and get some quotes and never give Energy Sage or Vikram a dollar because all of these wonderful, wonderful providers are covering that cost for you. So thank you for making it. This has not been sponsored by Energy Sage. It really hasn't. Max is just this excited. (laughs) She's just this stoked, people. Let's go. Oh, man. Okay. Um, I'm going to shut up now. Vikram, thank you so much. We really, really appreciate having you on the pod um, and sharing all this information. And again, please go to energysage.com. I am Henry Lin. And I'm Max Moynian. And we are so grateful you have joined us for yet another episode of Better World. Please join us again to hear how you can make the world better. You better have solar panels. Bye. You better have solar panels. <laughs>